Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio. Okay, just enough time then to say ta-ra, farewell, take care, and I shall see you all again next week. And uh, keep it here on Pure West Radio with a sports preview happening in a little moment with John T. And then uh, on to the magazine show later on with Amanda. So it's all happening here on your lovely purewestradio.com. Take care, ta-ra!
the latest news for Pembrokeshire. A Saunders footman was killed after being hit by a train when a prank involving laying between the tracks went wrong. An inquest is heard. The body of 44-year-old Paul Anthony Hart was found on the railway line near his Valley Road home on July 15th this year. The inquest heard he may have got an adrenaline thrill from cheating death by laying between the tracks as trains passed over him. At the November 15th inquest, coroner's officer for British Transport Police John Wilson said Mr Hart of... uh, Two Middle Hill was struck at 9.48am by the train travelling towards Tembe. The train was accelerating up to 50 miles an hour at the time. The driver seeing Mr Hart on the line near the Valley Road Railway Bridge at the last moment. Emergency brakes were applied but the driver felt the sickening impact. Mr Hart was later identified by a local police community support officer who had regular contact with him. A tablet, an electronic device containing short clips of Mr Hart standing alongside the line together with searches for train times was found nearby. A post-mortem report by Dr John Murphy found an alcohol level of roughly three times the drink drive limit in Mr Hart's blood along with a low level of diazepam. Dr Murphy gave the cause of death as multiple injuries sustained in the collision, reaching a conclusion of death by misadventure. HM coroner for Pembrokeshire Mark Layton said Paul Anthony Hart seemed to get a thrill from laying on a railway track. On this occasion, the train has made contact with him, causing a fatal injury. Mr Hart seems not to have fully recognised the dangers in doing this. Our ports here in Pembrokeshire could be cut out of the European haulage routes if the UK leaves the EU without a deal, according to representative of Ireland's trucking industry. A no-deal Brexit would be a travesty for the Welsh ports. Verona Murphy, president of the Irish Road Haulage Association, has told Parliament's Welsh Affairs Select Committee on Monday, November 12th. Representatives of haulage organisations answered the committee's questions on the future of transporting goods after the UK leaves the EU, either with or without a deal. Miss Murphy told the committee alternative shipping routes were being put in place in case of a no-deal scenario. This includes various routes, including Fishguard and Pembroke. Miss Murphy said the facilities were not yet developed, something which should be discussed. 
And the finalists for the 2018 Sport Pembrokeshire Awards have been announced. The judging panel considered the 192 nominations and has named the 43 finalists following a selection meeting earlier this month. Ben Fields, current manager of Sport Pembrokeshire, said once again the quality of the nominees was enormously high and it was a challenge to narrow it down to the finalists in each category. We're very pleased that people took the time to nominate so many deserving winners. All 43 finalists will be invited to a grand presentation ceremony at Folly Farm on Friday the 30th of November where the winners will be announced. The ceremony will also reveal the winners of two further categories, the Lifetime Achievement Awards and the Chairman's Special Achievement Awards. The awards are organised by Sport Pembrokeshire, Pembrokeshire County Council's Sport Development Section. The awards aim to recognise those people who have excelled in sport over the last 12 months, who have given their free time to coaching and organising grassroots sport. I'm Toby Ellis. You're up to date with the latest news for Pembrokeshire. Listen live at purewestradio.com 24 hours a day Pure West Radio I should have stayed with you last night Instead of going out to find trouble That's just trouble I think I run away sometimes Whenever I get too vulnerable That's not your I stop running And every time I push away I really want to say that I'm sorry But I say nothing I want to stay the whole
Welcome all once more to Pure West Radio Saturday Sports Show and I'm Jonathan Twig. Bit of a mixed bag again this this afternoon, what I've got for you. We are going to look at football and rugby, although it was totally decimated last weekend. And there's a couple of stories to bring out later in the programme and that as well. We're also going to be having a look at Harvey Boswell. He hit the jackpot, if I can put it like that. It was more the bullseye when he won the inaugural Pembrokeshire Darts Championships. He won his second tournament at the Oak Inn in Haverford West last Saturday and then took a playoff to win it. So we look at that in some more detail later as well. Big shout out to Abe Forsyth, a young golfer who plays Adam Milford. He's going to get a little mention on the show as well for his exploits in qualifying for the the final of the under-16s Telegraph golf competition which is being held in Spain. We've had a quick scout along the swimming pool in Haverford West where we caught up with development coaches for the county swimming squad, Nick and Craig. They'll be featured a little bit later in the show. And we'll also have a little look at the Strength Academy Wales and what happened with the Pembrokeshire Schools Secondary Schools Tournament in Milford last week. That's all to come here on the Pure West Radio Saturday Sports Show. And there is a plea right at the start. If anybody's interested in coming on the show, if any club wants uh, to be involved, that we have, we do a club feature or an individual that might be going to the top of the tree. Get in touch with us. We'll come out. We'll have a little chat with you, and perhaps we can feature you either this on this the Saturday Sports Show or on a different show during the week. If you need that information, email us sport at purewestradio.com or telephone oh one four three seven seven seven. Four, four, five, five. So no one told you that was gonna be this way Your job's a joke, you broke Your love lives to your way It's like you're always stuck in second gear When it hasn't been your day Your week, your month, or even your year But I'll be there for you 
featured a little bit of swimming on the Saturday Sports Show previously and two weeks ago the Pembrokeshire County Championships were held in Haverford West. I was lucky enough this weekend to catch up at another gala, well the day after another gala with the Pembrokeshire Puffins Disability Gala with Craig and Nick who are both the development coaches for the county. First of all I asked Craig Nelson just how those Pembrokeshire Championships went. It was a great weekend. I think it was exciting to see so many young swimmers from Pembrokeshire get their first opportunities to race in the county and gain that little bit of first experience. Well, the more experienced swimmers had their chance to show their skills off as well. It's a close meet for Pembrokeshire swimmers from there. What clubs are involved in that, Greg? Yeah, it is, John. We've got six development clubs, so Priscilla Panthers, Fishguard Flyers, Half of West Seals, Milford Haven Tigers, Pembroke and District, and Tembe Dolphins, so that's where the swimmers all come from. The only swimmers within Pembrokeshire can race at this meet, and it's done to make sure that the swimmers get a chance to really get that first experience of a more high-level championship-style meet. Hopefully they'll progress through nicely in the future to come. Some great results through the weekend. The results uh, do matter for the children that are in the pool as well, but it was held over two days. About how many swims were there, Craig? How many events? Well, it was a slightly longer meet than originally planned. We had a slight, slight issue with the pool where the floor was broken in one half, so we ended up in four lanes rather than eight. So it took almost double the time, a long weekend. But what that actually did is it gave that great community spirit that Pembrokeshire is known for, and it brought all six clubs together to work together to solve that problem, which was exciting to see. So again, it's two days, like John was saying, it's two days worth of racing, which is can be a long program. But it's just to fit all the events in we have and make sure everyone gets a chance to have a swim across different distances events that will buy them well in the future. From your point of view, and Nick, you're your assistant development coach as well, you weren't specifically putting race plans in place for all the children. What can you observe from the, from the sidelines as a coach that you can take forward for the county pathway? Well, we sat down, Nick, obviously we discussed last time, he's only been in the post for five, six weeks now. So it's his first chance to see a lot of the swimmers swim, so he was very excited by that and to get the chance to find out who's who and meet people. Uh, it was also great, we've run our first ever set of county trials, rather than selecting just off of times of looking at different areas in terms of skill level and what the projected potential of a swimmer is and making sure that swimmers who may be slightly smaller at a younger age get a chance to come through as they start to get bigger and stronger. Sometimes the stronger kids sometimes get the results in swimming really young and then the more small kids catch up in development wise so I don't know what teenagers in terms of development rates are everyone's different we've had our first trials over the weekend so it was a very exciting time and the swimmers will find out this week who's in the squad and who's made it to that next step and hopefully on the swimming journey through to the Welsh and British squads in the future would be nice so the next journey for Pembrokeshire County the next big championships uh, we are currently four weeks out from Welsh championships in Swansea so we've got Scott Course National Championships um, it's one of the three key meets a year we have in Swansea, run by Swim Wales. So we've got almost 20 swimmers competing, entries closed uh, just before the weekend, so final preparations are there with everyone looking to swim fast and race well and represent the county at a national level. Nick, after Christmas, where are we heading to with Pembrokeshire County? What's the first meet that's up and why is that so important? <laughs> uh, well, we're going to the RCT Long Course Open Meet, so that's my former club, so I'm really hoping we can go there and... Uh, perform and, and show why I'm so excited about the moves that I've made and, and the opportunity to come to Pembrokeshire. Um, obviously I want to swim very fast in that meet and prove a point to, to some people. Um, then we move forward and we go into regionals then, which obviously a great chance. It's also the first long course meet, the RTT Open meet, so we're getting that transition into the, ne- into the next part of the season. Looking forward to Easter's and the Easter, Welsh Easter Champs, which Craig was just talking about a second ago. 
Um, obviously, we've, we've had counties now as well, and I, I was really pleased with the depth of talent that I've, that I've seen within the area. That's a really exciting. It's it's even greater than what I thought it was before I came down here. Well, just continuing to see the level of talent that we have within within Pembrokeshire. Um, really exciting to see eight, nine, ten-year-old kids with with that level of talent, with that level of skill level already across the strokes, and and that means that we've got a great base with which we could, once they start to work with us in the county program, we can hopefully continue that progression. And that's credit to their development clubs yeah. and their learn to swim programs they've came through as well. That they're all part of that process for those children to get to that level. So we look at everyone that's been part of every one of our summer's journeys and how important they've been. I think that's important for listeners to be aware of. It isn't just about the elite end. If somebody makes British Championships or British (coughs) sides or Welsh sides and Welsh skill camps, it is about the first touch in the water. Also over the weekend, there was a disability gala held in Haverford West. Why is that important to swimmers in Pembrokeshire? It's a great opportunity to get everyone involved in sport. I think that's one of the key messages of Pembrokeshire Leisure Resale, that everyone needs to have a chance to be involved. So it was great to see so many swimmers involved in that meet and we had a few swimmers involved as well who we've got on the para pathway as well so that was great to see them get that opportunity to swim with swimmers of a world class level as well so that's great to listen to you thanks very much for your time again today it's been a great weekend and we look forward to the winter championships now in early december is there something missing in your education history maybe you feel you're not fulfilling your potential Pembrokeshire College offer degree routes and higher apprenticeships in a number of subjects, meaning you don't need to leave Pembrokeshire to get a degree-level qualification to further your career. With funding and part-time delivery available, you can fit study around your work and family commitments. Industry-experienced lecturers, great facilities and lots of support staff mean an excellent experience, all on your doorstep. Progress your career with a degree-level qualification or a higher apprenticeship at the college. Call us today on 01437 753 000 for an informal chat and to find out how we can help you. Pembrokeshire College, we're here to make a difference. Have you lost your cat? Uh-oh, steady kitty. Has your neighbour's much-loved dog gone missing? Uh-oh, oh no. <laughs> well, don't worry, we're here to help. The Pet Finder on Pure West Radio features lost and found animals across Pembrokeshire every week at 9.30am and 5.30pm. If you have an animal to get featured, email the details to studio at purewestradio.com. <laughs> okay. The Pet Finder on Pure West Radio. That Change for Life is all about small changes to help make us and our families healthier. Like, a lot of food contains more sugar than you might think, and eating too much can make us put on weight, which may lead to heart disease, type 2 diabetes and even cancer. Making sugar swaps is a great way to stay healthy, and it's so simple. Instead of sweets, swap them for fruit. And for fizzy drinks, try no added sugar or sugar-free ones. Just check the label. It's easy to be food smart. For more help with sugar swaps, search Change for Life online. Change for Life is about small changes we can make to be healthier. For loads of ideas to cut back fat, watch the salt, make sugar swaps or get your five a day, just search online for Change for Life. This is Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire. Feeling my way through the darkness Guided by a beating heart I can't tell where the journey will end 
But I know where to start They tell me I'm too young to understand They say I'm caught up in a dream Well life will pass me by if I don't open up my eyes So that's fine by me So wake me up big hit in Pembrokeshire but there wasn't much football last week biggest shout out goes to Haverford West County they were 4-3 winners in the FAW Welsh Cup they're now into the third round and they're home again on the 8th of December against Pontypridd Town 
Youngster Ben Fawcett nabbed two and Lee Trundle a third and they were tying three all with Swansea University from Division 2 of the Welsh League and up steps Sean Pemberton, skipper of the Bluebirds to put him into the next round. In Pembrokeshire, there were only seven fixtures played right across the divisions. Senior Cup first round, Cairo beat Johnson 2-1. Scott Fernie, the skipper on the day, scored a brace there for the Rooks. Not the best of games that I've ever witnessed. It was a bit dour, to be honest with you, but the human on the touchline and also some of the knowledge from the Cairo crowd was superb. It was also nice to see Gerald uh, Hickse Harkett was in the car. He hasn't been very well. He's been in and out of hospital but he made it to the game and I know there's a celebration service to thank those in uh, Ward 10 in Withybush being held in Cairo in the church this weekend. So Hargit, always good to see you out and about boy because it's people like you and characters like you that make Pembrokeshire sport what it is. Then go into the Senior Cup second round. There was a defeat for Lamphy 11-1 at home to Haken United. Nicky Widrow banged him four and Justin Harding three in that game. And there's a guy called Evan Stamford. Remember that name? Because he scored the last goal ever for Lamphy. Unfortunately, since that game, the club has now folded and they have been removed from Division 1 of the Pembrokeshire League. Bit of a shame for the Stags down there in Lamphy. They were third bottom of the Pembrokeshire League on three points. That means now there's one less team in the division and that means only one side is going to go down. There's going to be a couple of cracking games coming off between Herb Branston and Milford United because both of those are on zero points. One of them is going to be saved. Then we look into Division 1. Goodick United are back on top of the tree after 10 games at 24 points. They put six past Narbeth um, up at Phoenix Park uh, against a 10-man Narbeth as Ben John was sent off there. The Pembroke Derby, well that went the way of Moncton Swift who moved into second place in the league. They played a game less than Goodick and they're only two points adrift of them as well. They won 3-0 at Penner Robbins. Popped down into Division 3 then, well for the Athletic lost 6-1 to Penner Robbins seconds. In Division 3, the Robbins are top of that tree, played two games more than their rivals Moncton seconds and they're four points clear of them as well. And then in Division 4, Solver Seconds beat Sol- St. Florence 5-4. And in Division 5, Lettison Seconds lost at home 5-2 to Cairo 3rd. So, there wasn't much football played last week. Rearranged games this weekend as well. Pembrokeshire Cup first round, Herbie home to Langham. That'll be the fourth attempt to get that game on. There's a couple of role reversals here because fixtures were off. So, in the second round of the Senior Cup... Camrose now hosts St Clair's and Handleton from Division 2 also the same as Camrose hosts Saundersfoot Sports and there's an all to Division 2 tied between Solva and Pendine. Don't forget as well they kick off at quarter to two in Division 1, two o'clock kickoffs. Clarby Road hosts Neighbours Narbeth in a derby match at the North Playing Field. Haken are hosting Penner Robbins. There'll be no game for Goodick United now as Lamphy have pulled out of the league. Moncton Swifts host Nayland and also then the big game of the day Merlin's Bridge are hosting Cairo. I can see a few of the Goodick boys popping down to watch that one as well. Although there is a derby in Division 3 Goodick seconds are home too. Yeah you guessed it Fishguard Sports seconds. Those are real top top derbies let me tell you. If you're out with the footballing Get you out there, go and enjoy your Saturday afternoon, hopefully a bit more than we did last week with this weather.
There was a mixed bag of results this. Uh, there was a mix. There was a mixed bag of results last weekend for Pembrokeshire rugby sides with the rugby. Not so many games played as normal. The weather did have an effect for some sides. Narbeth, the second consecutive away game, they lost at Astrid Ronda, thir- uh, 20 points to 13. Penalty try and points then kicks from Yanto Griffiths were in Division 1 West. Crimmouth, well, they won 2018 at home to Dumfant at Park Lloyd Thomas. And also wins for Whitland in Division 1 West. They won 25-22 against Aberystwyth. Unfortunately, there wasn't a clean sweep for Pembrokeshire sides in that Division 1 West, as league leaders Velen Voyle put 41 points on Tembe, who replied with just a penalty. In Division 2 West, Fishcat and Goodick travelled up to Carmarthen Athletic, and they were th- beaten 36 points to 7. And there was a big game at Pembroke at Crankamanan, where Pembroke went second. And in the division, after a 32-13 victory over visitors Ponte Dillis. There were tries there from Toby Smith, and he was also superb with the boot, and he was certainly man of the match. Biggest thing I will say about the game, mind, it was really disappointing listening to the abuse that the referee had, particularly from a section of the crowd from the visitors. They give him hell for the last 20 minutes. Ponadillis were guilty for getting two men sent off, as well as the Pembroke prop, Dan Coleman. Unfortunate there for Geraint Lewis and Scott Powell, who were doing such a wonderful job behind the scenes for Pembroke this season to build on their success last year. Bang out of order what happened to the referee, Dylan Richardson Lethley. I know the WRU will be looking into that on a code of conduct hearing on behalf of Ponte Delice. Disappointing to report something like that as well. I can't say Pembroke t- um, took a step back in any shape, way or form. But the biggest thing was they didn't cause any of the problems. They came to play some rugby. And at the end of the game, I didn't want to feature too much on the bad side of stuff that had happened with the red cards and a few yellow cards and the abuse to Mr Richards. And before speaking to skipper Scott Powell, the second row forward for Pembroke, I spoke to his head coach, Geraint Lewis. Just what is the difference between Division 3 rugby and Division 2 rugby that Pembroke have found this year? Uh, I just think week in, week out, the intensity from Division 3, the top half of Division 3 was very good, but the bottom half, you don't have that week in, week out intensity that we're now experiencing in Division 2. And I think that's been the biggest thing for us to, uh, to adapt to. As a coach, what what have you done then off the field to try to adapt to that? Is it different tactics? Yeah, we worked hard. Group of players. Yeah, we worked hard off the field. Uh, unfortunately, we had three preseason games cancelled, which didn't help our preparation for this uh, season. So we were a little bit rusty in our first few games and didn't really hit our straps. But we've been working hard defensively, especially off the ball when uh, in training when we haven't got the ball. But a lot of defensive sets in. And at this level, you've got to have a, a decent defence. And it's starting to pay off now for the last few weeks. We've put some really big performances, and our last three games have, have proven that. You seem to have a squad and a squad are together as well. What are you doing behind that then with the, with the try scoring and what kind of philosophy are you trying to play? Well, you see how we play. Hopefully, uh, you say we're looking to uh, play with ambition. We scored a lot of tries last year in Division 3 and we try to keep that same ethos this year. It's a 15-man game and uh, we work hard in training to make sure that it, we improve our skills so it is a 15-man game that we can score tries from anywhere on the field and uh, that's the ambition that we play with. Scotty, you're yeah. playing up front, you're playing in the second row. Have you found any differences stepping into Division 2 this year? To be honest, what we have noticed is any mistakes you make, they're just going to be scored against. So what we do is try to tighten things up. We've started to take penalties, which we never done before, which Garang pulls his hair out when we're in front of the post and we're going, taking quick The ambition tap. to run. But I think the last couple of weeks we've just done professional jobs. When we've had a chance of three points, we've taken them. And, you know, we've come up against some big packs, but I just felt we've been fitter. We've worked, we do work hard on our fitness. Um, our set piece, you know, it didn't go too well today, but usually we've done well on that this season and we just looked to just to play you know we've got a young squad so 
Um, we're just enjoying it at the moment. Nothing enjoy- to lose. That's yeah, a big nothing thing. to we lose. Play with ambition and enjoyment. And it's a big thing we try to instill. You can definitely see that from the touchline this afternoon. From your point of view, Scott, where are we going for this season? Where do Pembroke want to go now? We are looking. We are looking at promotion. You know, start of the season. We say every year it's always a target of ours. It has been for the last five years in Division Three, and you know. You've got to back yourselves. I think this could take a second now if results go our way. So, you know, we look forward to having pen, getting Penn Clouds down here because that was probably our worst performance of the season, as well as losing to Bury Port out here. So we're looking to, looking forward to going back here. We, we don't fear anyone in this league. Um, we're looking forward to it. Yeah. That was great going over to Craig Mullen and catching up with Geraint Lewis last Saturday and his skipper, Scott Powell. Good luck to you for the rest of the season, guys, and keep that scarlet flag flying high. There was one other game played last weekend. That was a big one in Division 3 West, where tabletoppers Nayland travelled to Merlin's Bridge to take on Haverford West, and they came in for a bit of a Barnet formula. The young man wasn't doing anything there than calculating taxes and things like that to do with the government. He was just putting nail under the sword with 23 points. Two tries and the rest from his trusty right boot. His dad, Steve, is coach there. And in fairness to the Blues, they seem to be playing a style of rugby now that suits them with Mikey Jones back in harness after 18 months out injured and outside half. It's a three-way battle at the top of that league between Milford, Haverford West and Nayland, although I do feel in the next couple of weeks it'll sort itself out that the Battle Royal will be between Milford and Haverford West. Obviously the Cherry and Whites won the game at the Observatory Ground earlier in the season. There will be a return fixture in Merlins Bridge, which I'm sure will be eagerly anticipated by everybody. Like I've said, no games this weekend. For those that enjoy their rugby, it'll be back in harness in two weeks' time, full steam ahead, although there are lots of development games and friendlies being played. Disappointing that the Pembershire Cup ties have fallen by the wayside with uh, Whitland having a walkthrough, and I'm not sure what's happening with the Pembroke and Milford Haven game that should have been played this afternoon but has been postponed. I'm hearing that Pembroke have got some injuries. I probably don't think either side will rearrange that, and it'll be a walk into the semi-final for Milford. Enjoy your rugby week, fellas, even though you're without games. Are you drunk enough? Now to judge what I'm doing. Are you high enough? To skills that I'm ruined. Cause I'm ruined. Is it late enough? For you to come and stay over. Cause we're free to love. So tease me Ooh. I made no promises I can't do golden rings But I'll give you everything Magic is in the air There ain't no science here So come get your everything I made no promises I can't do golden rings But I'll give you everything Magic is in the air There ain't no science here So come get your everything
Tender love song 
I've been lucky enough this week as well to pop up and see those guys involved at Pembrokeshire County Hockey Club at their training session on a Wednesday evening at Haverford West High AstroTurf. When I was there, we talked about the game and they lost last week, unfortunately, against Cardiff University B. They were 4-1 up half-time, uh, playing against 10 men, but those university students came up and played total hockey in the second half and beat them 5-4. All I'd say to the hockey boys is that is they're off to Swansea C later this afternoon. They've got a young squad that plays with a lot of pride and a lot of enjoyment. Keep it going. You might only have nine points from your seven games, but you're a side that could go places as well. Such is my interest in the hockey club uh, when I was speaking to him as well. I spoke to two guys. Martin Passmore was the coach, and then there was a 16-year-old, George Makepeace. And I asked George initially, how did he get involved in hockey? played since I was 12, 13, so three, four years. Uh, yeah. What position do you play? Uh, I normally play on the wing, but this season I've been playing a bit in the midfield, central midfield. By playing central midfield, George, is that one of your coaches that's seen something in you that they want to change you to be a central midfield player, or is it something you've developed as a person? Uh, I think it's a lack of players in that position, and... The, the fact that our team can interchange quite easily. So you're playing total hockey, is that what you're telling me as well? Yeah, we're playing total hockey. <laughs> and, uh, I've got with you as well, George is Martin Passmore. He's the first team squad captain. He's also doing some of the coaching here this evening. What has George brought to the table for you as a coach and for you now as a first team captain? Well, as a, as a first team captain, if I could have a squad full of Georges, I'd be uh, in a much better in a much better place. Um, George brings a lot of uh, youth and a lot of determination and energy to our squad. With the energy you've got, you've said you started at 12 years of age. What is your co- coaching pattern with Pembrokeshire County? The, the kids tend to start with us at uh, year six then, so that's about year about age 11, I think it is. That's will be the group um, just in front of us here. And... Um, They'll be in that youth section then until they're under-13s before they step up to the under-15 squad. And at um, the age of um, 13, the boys can play senior hockey. So what I'm looking for as a youth coach is to see those players that can step up to play seniors, which is something George was able to do at 14. Excellent. It's really pleasing to hear some of that. And I'm going to go back to George as well. What is the coaching like with Pembrokeshire County? What is the one thing that you take out of every session, George? Uh, the the coaching is really good here at Pembroke County. We uh, there's a high intensity here and a real want to do work. In the past few seasons, it's improved quite a lot. All right. With the coaching that you've got as well, what relationship have you got a coach? Are you the type of guy that takes criticism and you go away and work at that, or is it something you take heart to say, actually, I'm going to prove somebody wrong? Uh, well, we've We've had quite a good season this year, so uh, any criticisms that we've had as a team, we've focused on and we've learned from our mistakes. So you, you really are a team, even though you're an individual in this, you are a team as well. And that's definitely come across in the games that I've seen this year and also what I'm watching with the coaching as well. How far do you travel with your hockey? Because it isn't just in Halford West that you play. No, I, I train in Cardiff every other Sunday with the, the Welsh setup. And then we got away matches, obviously, every other week. Going how, up to how far do you go with the away matches? Well, the furthest we've gone is Caerphilly, uh, and then the closest probably is Swansea. 
So it really is across the M4 corridor and across the whole of South Wales. Martin, I'm going to have the final word that's coming back for you. If you had one wish for Pembrokeshire County in the next three years, where would you want this club to be? I'd like for Pembroke County to have a seconds team. Uh, seconds team would be really important for us as a club. It would mean that we would have um, a stepping stone for our youth players because our first team does play at a high standard in a very competitive league and not all of our youth players are able to make that step up so having a second squad would give that natural pathway for the youth to come through into the first team I'm watching on the AstroTurf here in Haverford Rest High as well in the school pitch. got about 40 children here ranging from uh, 11 years of age up to 15 training before the seniors turn up to train as well how do people get involved if they've got a son or daughter? Because it is mixed ability and there are mixed gender on the pitches. How do they get involved with Pembrokeshire County? What's the route they need? It's a nice sounding goal there for you as well, John. <laughs> we'll have to keep an eye out on that player. They'll be playing on, on Saturday. Um, the route really, if, they, if you've got children that are interested in playing hockey and they don't have hockey in their school, you can look for Haverford West Hockey Club on Facebook or you can look for Pembroke County on Twitter and you can hit, you can hit us up. Uh, training is at uh, the Thomas Picton AstroTurf. Youth starts at 6pm, seniors start at 7. Well, both of those are top guys involved in hockey in our county. Another top guy is Harvey Boswell. He won the inaugural Pembrokeshire Darts Competition which was held, the final leg was held at the Oak Inn in Haverford West. It was the fourth and final tournament. It's been held in Langham Rugby Club, Haverford Rugby Club and Sinishmal Sports Club over the last two months. And Boswell beat Darren Hawkins in the final, uh, while Rob Hughes, who was leading the overall championship throughout, he got the better of Martin Allerton. They met in the final and it was Boswell that came through on that. So at the end of the the day they were both joint top of the standings and they had to have a playoff then to see who be crowned overall champion. Harvey received a cash prize uh, from Malcolm Hawkins, one of the organisers of the tournament. He also received a cash prize for being the overall winner. There is going to be more darts tournaments coming off. I'm going to get hold of a guy called uh, Craig Jones in the next couple of months to come and have a talk about something that's happening next summer in Haverford West when they've got a big open darts competition. So keep your ears peeled for that one. Another indoor pub game that's worth featuring as well is the Pembrokeshire Snooker League in Division 1 results recently. Waterloo A1, Saundersfoot 4, Martello Club 3, Black Rabbit 2, Legion A0, Balfour A5. The Mariners against the Power Station was postponed and the Manchester A had a bye. That still leaves them top of the A. They're joint top now with the Balfour A who have got 11 points each. Saundersfoot also on 11 but both Saundersfoot and the Balfour A have played a game more than the Manchester A club. Legion A, well they got 4 points in their bottom of the league. Two points behind the Black Rabbit club from Pembroke. In Division 2 the Manchester B2, Conservative A3. Balfour B2, Hook A3, Power Station B4, Waterloo B. Best break of the evening was held by Deep Evan of the Power Station B with 48. And it's the Hook A and B sides that are top of the league. The A side on 13, the B side on 11, but they played one game less. They're the only unbeaten side in that division. 
Big shout out as well to Abe Forsyth. I did feature him a little bit on the news bulletins that went out earlier in the week. But he's only uh, 16 years of age. He plays on the Milford Haven Golf Club. And he's qualified for the Telegraph Junior Golf Championship, which is held this year at the PGA Catalonia Resort in Girona, Spain. He's played previously in Haverford West and Termini. He's just one of 12 boys that have reached that final stage. Previous people who got that far? Well, let's have a look at Justin Rose, currently the European uh, number one, and number two, Tommy Fleetwood. They've both also been there.